You're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hey, hello everyone and welcome to episode 160, 186, where we will be discussing chapter 16 of City of Lost Souls, Brothers and Sisters. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. Those are words you never want spoken together in a Cassie Claire book. Bro. Like, seriously series. it's gonna be it's gonna be bad news bears i am uncomfortable after reading this chapter <laughs> I, mean, I cried so there's that uh-huh. yeah. yeah again the second time or the first time um again again okay i am just that emotional i love that for you, you and for me yeah. thank you listen i'm gonna dominate or chit chat. Yes. For a moment. Yes. I have two things, okay? One, I just want you all to know. I don't know if you've followed my haircut drama saga with my awful, awful hair. I had got a terrible haircut in June. It was I was trying to grow out my undercut. It was just it was bad. Today is the first day that I slept in this braid and I didn't have to redo it in the morning. And that is just like my world is coming together. I'm so happy for you. That is insane. I cannot believe you slept on that and it looks so freaking good. I am. I literally just complimented you a little bit ago. It looks so good today. I'm loving that for me. Love that for me. Yes. Just this day in history. Second, if you followed follow Cassie on Instagram, this is a repeat. If not, she posted five days ago about a Kickstarter project that she's doing for a new freaking shadow hunter bug. Okay. It is. There's four new ones. I know. Um, four books. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so it's, um, and I feel like they are going to be like separate books, like, Oh, okay. Separate entities. Yeah. Like you go ahead and keep explaining it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, um, if I'm reading and talking at the same time, so it sounds awkward. So if you know without having to read, <laughs> please, ma'am. I know one of them is the, the Blackthorn something. Robin. Secrets of Blackthorn Hall. Yeah. So that oh. was like, she had started posting those. I think, was it on Tumblr or her newsletter? Tumblr, yeah. Okay. So I think she's doing a collection of those. So that's one. Um, and another one that's a collection of like some sort of stories, and then I think the it's two were brand new information. I think two of them are novella, novella stories. Oh, okay. How uh-huh. one must always be careful of books for novellas. Mm. Are those Shadowhunter books? She said at least one is set in the Shadowhunter world, and okay. it continues the tale of a character who's may have been curious about like who you might have been curious about mm-hmm. Ooh. so who could that be let's speculate yeah i know i mean we're not there yet on the character i hope it is okay okay all right uh-huh. uh kristen still just wants her saucy v-tang mm-hmm. right <laughs> and then um the other th- will be a mix of new young adult stories um, then there's a notable shadow hunters. Longtime fans will be familiar with Cassandra Jean's flower mm-hmm. card series. Um, and they're like bundled in a book 
um, called an illustrated history of notable down shadow hunters and den denzian den denizens of downworld okay that's something and then the like creme de la creme okay this is the this mm-hmm. is peak it's called better and black tales of romance a collection of 10 new short stories from the shadow hunter universe the connecting thread being the stories will all have the theme of romance and love and it says on here because i'm reading it again as i'm talking um there may be some spice that i am happy for i would i like that's the thing like i don't care about the other three that's the thing yeah I mean, The Secrets of Blackthorn Hall, we covered a couple of them on our unscripted mm-hmm. uh, yeah. podcast. and I, I need to go back and listen to those now. Yeah, now you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I stopped reading them just because I, I have so many books that I want to read. Same. And wanted to read that. That was like peak when I was trying to get through Akatar, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, I just had other things going. So I do like them all being bundled together. I think that will be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Are there um, estimated release dates on those at all? So, Or did you already say that? I think she's going to see where she gets in the Kickstarter. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Yeah. But I like this avenue because this means she's going to be self-publishing, which means she doesn't have the same limitations. Absolutely. And this isn't part of her contract. So she can do whatever the fuck she wants, which I, I enjoy. It's very interesting as an established publisher at this point, or a writer, mm-hmm. author, to then go to self-publishing. That's, well, I mean, it's huh. not uncommon to go hybrid, especially in... I mean, just from what I know, I'll I'll talk about what I know in the romance industry. Because romance books, you know, romance novels is a billion dollar industry, right? It's Mm. huge. It it literally, women hold up the backbone of publishing. Um, But it's not uncommon to get, you know, hooked in with a publisher, get a couple of book deals out, grow your fan base, and then go be self-published because the quality of the work is still the same. You can still hire your same fucking editor or, you know, someone else that's just as good, mm-hmm. right? All the publishing is all the same. They're all coming, you know what I mean? Like you can, even if you don't want to do Amazon, which is the cheap version, you could do Ingram Spark and get a Barnes and Noble quality hardback book produced of your book. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, there, there isn't much of a difference anymore, especially in quality when some of the shit that's, you know, mass marketed and, you know, owned by the big five publishing companies is garbage, you know, like it's, it's no longer, only published by official means is quality. Like, it's no longer like that. Uh-huh. Um, and you make so much more money when you self-publish um, because you only make, you know, a tiny amount. And sometimes you don't even get royalties when you make, when you write a book contract. Wow. Because you have to, you have to earn all of, in royalties, you have to earn all of your advance before you, it kicks in. That makes sense. Yeah. So if you got a twenty thousand dollar advance and you're getting 
seven cents for every book or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. it takes a minute. And sometimes you don't sell that well. And then, you know, it's all up to their marketing, right? And you don't know how much effort or money they're going to put into marketing your book. But Uh if you build a good enough fan base and then you switch over, now all that bag is yours. There's a small fee to whoever you're having, you know, independently do it. And, you know, yeah, there's a cost of running basically your own publishing. But at the end of the day, you're you're making more money and you have control over your art and no one else gets to tell you what you can and can't put in there. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I, this is not important, but I just think it's neat. My son, obviously, Drew, um, works. Amazon has started doing actual printing mm-hmm. of books here in mm-hmm. Oregon. And he works in that facility and he runs, like, he uh, is maintenance on the machines nice. and stuff. And he just thinks it's really, he's really into nice. it. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, because we used to have to order. They only had they had the North Carolina factory, and then they um, <clears throat> they had one more. <clears throat> I want to say it was somewhere in the mid states or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But it would like if you're trying to do a rush order, like sometimes it would take a long time for shipping and stuff. So it's nice to have one on the west coast. For Amazon because they they print on demand. So when you buy, like if you buy my book, which is self-published on Amazon, you buy a paperback copy, Amazon will print that book on demand and send it to you. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, It's very cool. In fact, I don't think I have any of your books physically. I should get your first one and have you autograph it for me. Don't buy it because I have a closet full of books that I could just give you one. Okay. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. That is exciting that's news. That's good news. Especially now that I'm caught up, you guys. Yeah. I can actually listen or read or what, you know, it's just so exciting. Delve in. And I need to go back and listen to your episodes. I, um, I, what the fuck? Okay. Um, shit, I lost it. I rem- what were we just talking about? Book. Oh, sword catcher. That's what I was going to talk about. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Cassandra Clare's other fantasy book that's coming out that's completely not Shadowhunters. It's like a whole new thing. But it's not YA. I think it's more adult, like new adult. Um, okay. So that should be coming out, I, I don't I think November, maybe. It's coming out soon. What is new adult? Is that like? It's, it's adults. So like college age. Got it. Okay. That makes sense because they're new adults. So, so basically it's um, like they're of age so you can put sex in it without uh-huh. it, you okay. know, people being weird about it. Yeah. You know, because people. I pe- mean, it is people weird. Like, like this chapter. People like to pretend that, you know, nobody under the age of 18 has sex. We're just all Barbie and Ken until we turn 18. Which I've always thought was stupid and silly. But. And I understand not doing like, you know, like graphic, whatever. But like, shit happens. Yes. Like, I remember reading. um, Oh, God, I can't remember. Do you remember Crank? By Ellen Hopkins. Hmm? It was a, it's a book written in, in like prose, like poetry, right? 
Oh. But she's writing about her daughter who was addicted to drugs. And from the perspective of someone who's addicted to drugs as a teenager and, like, what that looks like. And she has this whole series of books that are, like, just different, like, you know, someone growing up turning tricks. Someone who, you know, cuts. Someone who is in a religiously abusive family. You know, these things. They they were, like, you know, kind of, like, vignettes into someone else's world, right? Anyway, they didn't shy away from the fact that teenagers live whole lives and sometimes they make choices that are adult choices and they're not adults and then they have to deal with Mm -hmm. the ramifications of those adult choices and it felt so much more honest to me and I, I remember reading it and I didn't read it when I was a teenager teenager I read it when I was like a little bit older and like already a mom and stuff um but yeah anyway it was great you should read it. Interesting. Yeah. But it, it was just, it's one of those things that makes me think of like, you know, teenagers aren't stupid. They have the internet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Things are so different. Like we're, we're guarding the, the public library as if that's where they go for information about stuff like that. Insane. Like, <laughs> Insane. They have porn in their pocket and you're worried about a, a, an insinuated blowjob in looking for Alaska? Like, really? <laughs> Come on. You're never going to have a calculator in your pocket. You're going to have to learn tricks. <laughs> so stupid. Here we are. The world is here in our pocket. Well, if you have a calculator, you're not going to have a graphing calculator. Really? There's an app for that. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much, Mr. Literally Wynn. Literally just have AI yeah. to do everything now. <laughs> Sophomore year algebra. Thank you, Mr. Wynn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I'm sorry. I yabbered for too long. I apologize. big stretch Mm, sorry that was a really good stretch (laughs) you guys i have to apologize also because i'm still learning my volume levels with this mic so i'm sorry if i'm blowing anyone's ears out i think you should be okay okay great fantastic (gasps) wonderful my false confidence never fails (laughs) (laughs) oh my god all right well what do you guys say we uh cut the chit chat and kick things off with robin's recap previously on Downworld or dish. Cleary's coming to after her little demon poison nap and waking up to her head cradled in Sebi's lap. They have a conversation about Cleary being the last of his family that is alive. He fills her in on the next step of his plan to save the world from demons, assuring Clary that those lizard-like demons were totally just gossiping bitches, okay? They they don't know any facts. Mm. They're just gossipers. And he's going to hoodwink some greater demons and go in for the big kills. Just you wait. It's going to happen. They head off to a small Parisian cafe and continue their conversation. This time, Sebastian giving her his notes on their family tree and touching on the different upbringings that he and Jace experienced. Sebastian asked Clary if she could ever forgive him and if they would have loved each other if they were actually raised as siblings. The conversation goes south, as you'd expect, and Sebastian walks away from Clary, but she's able to call him back, and thus they move on to their third location, an apartment housing an ousted iron sister. Sebi gives her the unworked Adamus, asking her to make him something and offering more in return. But, like, how the fuck is he going to get it? Anyway, 
back with Simon and Co., who are working out how to execute their plan to summon Raziel. Tensions are high from lack of sleep, and Alec even snips at Magnus to be nice to Izzy. Simon tries to reach Clary and receives radio silence. They decide on using Luke's farm as their summoning spot, and Magnus shoes everyone off to bed before they roll out. Hmm. <laughs> roll out. <laughs> I also use that term. Want you to know. <laughs> um, I was thinking more like Autobots roll out. Gotcha. And you went with, yeah, but it's okay. I'm with Amanda That's on that reference. The nerd in you. <laughs> Although I will say my favorite transforming whatever was obviously Beast Wars. Okay. Just throwing it out there. They're animals okay, that's that like turned. The Dollar Tree version of Transformers, isn't it? They, they were like animal. Like there was like Optimus Prime was a gorilla and there was a rat and they turned into the robot. This is a deep cut that I am not aware of. Oh, okay. <laughs> Saturday morning uh, cartoons, baby. No, nah, I was I was watching She's like gummy favorite. bears and Care Bears. Mm-hmm. Yep, TMNT. Little we had to bear. go what was on the lots of bears, channels. man. <laughs> <laughs> lots of bears. That's like on Elf when they're like, no, no, the peach is too vulnerable or whatever. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. Oh my gosh. Okay, so for once, Clary. isn't waking up at the beginning of a chapter. She's Mm -hmm. already awake, guys. And she and V-squared roll back up to the townhouse to find dishes in the sink, and immediately Clary's like, yo, I thought you said he was asleep. (laughs) And Semi is all, all of us, when he responds like, yeah, bitch, he was when I told you, but we had a whole ass meeting and a long walk back to the house, you know, time and shit. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Uh, time marches on. <laughs> but he offers to take his sister to her beloved. Um, she did almost die after all, you know. And they haven't oh. even had breakfast yet. So. They had some croissants and some hot chocolate. Croissant. Which is pretty delicious. Yeah, but that's not. That's. I know. That's a nosh. That's not that's not a meal. <laughs> and they didn't have like six cups of coffee, so clearly I wouldn't be, have been satisfied. Exactly. So Clary follows uh Sebi into the master bedroom, which I can't remember. Is this room vacant? Cuz it's not his room. It's got to be. I thought I thought the master bedroom was Clary's room, which is why all of Jocelyn's stuff was in there. So did I. Okay. But wouldn't but, she say her room? Uh-huh. I mean, maybe. she. It sounds like she's been staying with Jace. So maybe. she And she just doesn't consider it her room because she doesn't fucking maybe. live there. Maybe. Or she doesn't sleep there. Like, I feel like the master bedroom mm-hmm. is where all the clothes are. Yeah, like, that's All what, of the Jocelyn's That's clothes. what I thought, too. Okay. I was just, I was confused. Because I was like, What? But I also. I mean, does it? Do you think it has an infinite number of rooms? I don't. I like think it, it changes writes? to whatever they require. I like a room of requirement. <laughs> yes, the townhouse of requirement. <laughs> we gotta bring it all the way back to Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> I think it's like Magnus's apartment in the way that like it can accommodate extra space if needed. Okay. Through charm mm-hmm. work. But Magnus has obviously had a limit unless he was lying. 
I feel like he was lying. Like, right. On the brooms. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I feel like he was like, I just I don't mean, want any more brand. of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. So Clary follows him into the master and he taps on the wardrobe like Alohomora. And what do you know? It's a hidden staircase. <laughs> Strangely. What? No, I'm just, I'm glad that I'm hearing this through your storytelling because I was kind of confused around here. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention because I'm obviously listening, not Uh reading. So thank you. I'm glad that I'm here. (laughs) So strangely, Clary's surprised by the secret passageway. Why? You literally have been in the exact same position in Idris at the Wayland Manor. Like those head injuries must be stacking because your memory is fucked. This is a very beating. Right? But at the same time, this is a literal floating apartment. Like, it's already secretive enough. You There's not even a door. Right! You had to create a fucking door. Like, of course there's secrets. Okay, fair. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, so, Sebby leads her down the stairs to a hidden training room, given the weapons on the walls. Like, I'm not shocked Clary's been kept in the dark so far. <laughs> mm. And of course, Jace is standing there in the middle of the room in nothing but a pair of, quote, black warm-up pants, which at first I had skimmed and my head had rewritten that phrase to be like loose training pants. That's what I heard in my head. Okay. But then I had to reread it because I was like, I'm writing it now. Right. So I have to be uh-huh. specific. I have to uh-huh. make sure it's specific. Right. And I was like, oh, and I read it. I was like, ew, cringe. Because all I could think of is the rip-away pants. Oh, yeah. The tear-away. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay. no, I don't want him to be wearing rip-away pants. I want him to be wearing, like, loose black linen pants. Like um, like he's training at a dojo. Yes. Like a hot Cobra Kai oh. pants is what yes. you want. Yeah. Oh, no, I was thinking, like, Nike pants. Just, like, <coughs> Nike sweatpants. But not, obviously, not with the ankle. In In my head, it's, like, like fantasy linen the- pants, right? Like, fantasy era, whatever that is, yeah, linen okay. pants. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, hot Cobra Kai pants. Not... Yeah. And you want the Listen. the tapered ankle, not the scrunchy yes, ankle. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yes. Preach. Except we all know that we're all incorrect. And they are cargo sweatpants (laughs) because he's training yes yes of course because he has to be i mean the worst thing ever is to not have a pocket so yeah oh fuck me okay so he's facing away so she gets to see the great expanse of his sexy sexy back on full display um, because she can't see anything attractive about her boyfriend without instantly thinking of her brother. She then compares the two uh, and how Jace doesn't have any whipping scars. Seppi does. Quote, marked, and this is Jace's quote, marked only with the typical scars of a shadow hunter and the scratches of her nails had, her nails had made last night. Like, <gasps> bitch. <laughs> Lols. Like, you really went from, my boyfriend's hot, let me think about my brother, back to my boyfriend's hot in, like, two sentences. What are we doing? Yes. I mean, you can't tell me that your brain doesn't work like that. 
ping, 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 ping. It does, but it doesn't go to my brother when I'm turned on. Mm, Fair. Fair. My brothers are not the first thing I think of. Yes. I mean, your brother is not as hot as Sebastian. Maybe that's why. Mm. Yeah. No. No. It's not. Ew. It's not. Okay, but also, are you talking Sebastian about my brother? Like, In general, nobody's her to stop. Nobody's brother is as hot as Listen, Sebastian. Okay, I mean, for but the record, that is no excuse. I have seen all of our brothers, and none of our brothers are as hot as Sebastian. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. That's what I mean. Like yes. nobody's brother ever is yeah. as hot as Sebastian. But I feel like my brother is very basic <clears throat> brother. Like when you picture someone's adult brother, it's my brother. <laughs> He's he's very the Uncle hat. Ben. Like that's perfect. Yes, he is. The, yes. the, five the one that says shadow. like show me your butthole or whatever that he wears yes. all the time. Yes. Yeah. Show me that butthole. Oh, sorry. I think it's what it says. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's Funkel. Uh-huh. He is. Yeah. He absolutely is. Funkel was even, a but I'm just saying <laughs> even with Sebastian. Who's mm-hmm. obviously it's still not an excuse. Don't do that. No, right. no, it's not. Yeah, it's same. not. We're not agree. justifying this. We're disturbed with the rest of you. <laughs> so she jerks herself out of her lustful daydreams with the question of like, why would V Tang whip one son and not the other? And now we've talked about this, but Clary's finally coming to terms that maybe Valentine was a different kind of father to each of them. Hmm. Crazy. Maybe he was a bad father to both of them in different ways. Yes. He succeeded at being a bad father twice. Two separate, like, (laughs) types of parenting. Seriously. (sighs) Okay, so once she gets Jace... Just proves we can never do anything right. No, it's true. Uh, so once she gets Jace's attention, he, of course, wants to know where she'd gone. Like, he's like, where the fuck were you? <laughs> I woke up and you were just, like, gone like a fart in the wind. <laughs> and <laughs> Sevy actually tries to cover for her. Like, Jace suggests someone could have, like, left a note. He's like, you know, you could have left a note so I didn't have to worry. Like, it's kind of a big deal. Like, Clary's kind of wanted. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh whatever um even dropping like a jonathan like he doesn't call sebastian sebastian he calls him jonathan like he's daddy's serious like for real <laughs> it's interesting to see that switch where he's frustrated with sebastian which for me makes me wonder if that is part if that is real jay slipping through uh-huh because you would think that like the the tonal change of like you know just changing the name that you're using that's more of a self will kind of a I don't know like uh-huh. I don't feel like if he was being controlled by Sebastian that like he would have the freedom to do that on his own right and, like yeah. the way he's speaking critically in this moment where it's not critical but it's the mm-hmm. most critical we've seen so far you know definitely. Um, so Clary jumps in telling Jace the truth. She's like, whoa, 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 actually I followed him. Um, but she's telling him while she's oogling his sweaty half naked body for like half a page. Like this bitch is horny. (laughs) She can't stop thinking about his bod from last night. Um, but he's looking pretty pissy. So she tries to like tamp down the libido. 
And apparently the Morgenstern siblings just like blurt out information because while Jace is being all pissy with Clary, Sebastian announces that he took Clary to see Magdalena, which sidebar, do you think, I have theories, but do you think that this is a way, this way of like skipping ahead so he doesn't have to tell Jace that Clary almost died? I mean, and if so, do you believe that that is for his benefit or Clary's benefit in this moment? For me, this felt very, like, yes, I took her to see Magdalena, and I told her the truth about the Adamus, mm-hmm. and the truth is this, mm-hmm. because he doesn't want Jace to accidentally tell her a different story, is kind of how it felt For to sure. Me. I mean, I feel like he's um, just trying to move on. Mm-hmm. Like, let me distract you with information. Right. Okay, so... Oh. Yes, I, I feel like for sure he was like, okay, I need to jump in because things are getting off track. Like, we're we're going in mm-hmm. a direction that I'm not, like, I need to wrangle these motherfuckers. Right, like, I approved this, her leaving, just get over it. Kind yes. of, sort yeah. Of. yeah. Yeah, and so, like, he jumps in to, like, nip the, the argument, the potential argument in the bud. But then, like, what are his motivations at this moment for giving this information? I think... Amanda, you made a really good point. The way he does it is very, like, leading the witness. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it exactly. feels very, like, something someone would ad- object to on Law and Order. Um, yes. <laughs> but I, I think Robin's also true that, like, he's like, I don't have time for you people. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I also wonder, okay, but is it that he's trying to, like, rush, get her, like, buy in buy in ahead of time because he's worried about jace slipping like if jace knew something bad happened to her in this moment that he's just called him jonathan would that like erode right. the connection more like is he trying to like reestablish something really quick before they circle back to that information like i don't know those mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. my my ponder like he's trying to put the brakes on like like Ooh, he's Jace's slipping. emotions are getting up, like yeah. ramped mm-hmm. up. So let's distract. So like, oh, something. okay, he's like pulling on this bond, yeah. clearly, because the way he did that. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like you're right. If he would have, in that same moment, knew that Clary got attacked again, it might just like ramp up his emotional. So he's just like right emotional emotions. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> uh, so let's just like. Remind him what we're really doing. Kind of, like, bring him mm-hmm. back to center. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I love these little talks we have, you guys. Yeah. Um, okay. So, V-Light charges on, explaining to Jace that he told Clary about their plans, mostly. Um, but it's time for details now. And he launches a throwing star at Jace's pretty little face, which he easily deflects. He's like, ding, with his knife. And Clary's like, oh, the fuck? You could have killed him. <laughs> and Big Bro reminds her that uh, of his bodily connection with her boothing. Uh, he was merely demonstrating the trust that he has in Jace in an effort to convince her to trust them because they are mm. part of, they are one being. We are one. Tonight's the night. Yeah. But two become yeah. one. I mean, if that doesn't tell you that that's that he was trying to bring Jace back in. Yeah. I don't know if anything else will. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
So <laughs> Clary's like, say what? Oh, no, wait. Sorry, I skipped one down. Weird. So he continues on, like, he's like, so Admus, it makes a lot of stuff, doesn't it? And she, like, lifts off a few things. <laughs> she, like, Seraphlades, Stellies, the Demon Towers, yeah. And he's like, and... Sorry, the way you said that was just my favorite. What? <laughs> <laughs> Your voice inflection was just my favorite. It was really good. I need a moment. Ooh! <laughs> doesn't it? It was good. <sighs> And he's like, and it makes a mortal cup. And Clary's like, uh, say what? I am intimately aware that that thing is gold. Like I've held it mm-hmm. in my hand. I pulled it out of a, out of a card, like mine. Uh-huh. <laughs> but V squared has an answer for everything. You see, the mortal cup is made of Adamus. It's just gold plated, like those earrings you buy at Claire's. It just they just yes, dip right. <laughs> and apparently, the mortal sword's hilt is also made of Adamus. It's like heaven's granite. Um, they make all their palaces out of it. It's like super popular, but it's highly re- regulated on the mortal realm, and only the Iron <laughs> Sisters can work it. <laughs> Hence, Magdalena. You know, when you're rich, you can make anything happen. Is basically what I just Sebastian's like trying to say. <laughs> Adamus is millennial gray in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> it's the farmhouse decor. Amazing. It's shiplap. Oh. <laughs> yes. <sighs> oh. <sighs> okay. And so, <laughs> hence Magdalena, who he commissioned to make another mortal cup. But Maggie crafting the cup does not make it a mortal cup, quote unquote, right? Okay. It only came, it only became that when the angel willingly, like, super important, willingly um, poured his blood into, filled it with his, you know, blood or whatever, creating the alliance to the seraph, seraphic, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds good. So basically the the magical item yes has an alliance of good due to the angel blood that was willingly put in it. Right. Right. Okay. Yes, because they were uh, basically the angel putting it in there attuned it to them and yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it when we break break down fantasy shit into D&D terms. <laughs> It makes it yes. a lot easier to understand. I love it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so Clary's not picking up the pieces yet. She's like, dude, you're never going to convince Raziel to make another cup. <laughs> I've met this motherfucker and he is not exactly the life of the party. <laughs> He's he kind is. of a bummer. A bummer, as Amanda would say. Yeah. Yes. And Sebastian's like, oh, my sweet summer child. If an angel's blood can imbibe the cup to make Nephilim, what could a cup imbibed with the blood of a greater demon do? And finally, finally Clary catches up. She's like, oh, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Sebastian told the greater demons that uh, he wants to make an army of dark shadow hunters. Like, hmm. It's actually checks out. So, hmm. 
okay, let's see what happens next. Because what should happen is you should go run screaming at this point. But you're not going to. Yes. <laughs> and she's still not even thinking about the ring. <laughs> and then Jace jumps in. He's like, tag team, my turn. <laughs> and we all know V-Ting. He's like, we all know V-Ting was tripping. About, like, killing shadow hunters and his views on downworlders. Like, not our bag. Not our game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he had some pretty great ideas about how shitty the clave was. And we're just going to run with mm-hmm. that part. Like, we don't agree with any of this stuff. But we're just going to take this little itty bitty piece. And then we're just going to with our little tiki torches and run with it. So... <laughs> So Clary is like, okay, I'll give you corruption, <laughs> but making deals with demons, like, don't you think that's a little excessive? And then yeah. I have a part to read to you. If I can find it. There it is. Okay. <clears throat> this is Sebastian. Uh, okay, so our mandate is to destroy demons, said Sebastian, but the clave has been pouring all its energy into other tasks. The wards have been weakening and more and more demons have been spilling on, uh, have been spilling into earth, but the clave turns a blind eye. We have opened a gate in the far north on Wrangell Island, and we will lure demons through it with the promise of this cup. Only... Only when they have poured their blood into it, they will be destroyed. I have made deals like this with great, with several greater demons. When Jace and I have killed them, the clave will see we are, we are a power to be reckoned with. They will have to listen to us. I'm sorry. That took so long for me to get through. The fuck, Sebastian. Not even the fuck, Sebastian. The fuck, Clary. What are we doing? (sighs) Right? Uh, Listen. Sebastian is very convincing. Mm. Okay. His charisma is up. That's true. He has a plus four to charisma. (laughs) He does. Um, But... If you were Clary, is there a part in the back of your hand that is like, fuck, I should have hid that Adamus? All of it. It's in the front of my head. Like, exactly. I fucked up big time. Like, big like, time? Big time. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Just fully as as Sarah J. Moss would say, liquid bowels. <laughs> Dude, I this is a lottery story. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a, a family that lost their stuff to a fire and they didn't have insurance. And I shot like immediately in my brain was like, oh my God let my work give you beds. Like we donate beds to people that are Mm -hmm. in situations, whatever. And I just offered the service without asking the owner, Mm -hmm. not thinking about it. And I felt so guilty and like, like I was anxious about it and like panicking. 
So I was like, I need to pick up my phone and just call him and like be like, I'm sorry I did this. And he was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, of course we'll do that. Absolutely. Like, this is not a big deal. Um, and But I felt like I was going to die, like <laughs> liquid bowels, over something like yeah. that. So I couldn't even imagine being Clary at this giant fuckery. Yeah, I, I just fucked yes. the whole world. Yes. Like, oh, fuck. Bad, bad, bad. This is bad, bad, bad. And it was yeah. like... Because she wanted to show off her shadow hunting skills. She was all revved up, dude. And she wasn't thinking. She's not good at crime. <laughs> she's like, not good at crime. I think she forgot crime. what team she's on. Yeah. She did. Uh-huh. She For did. a second there. She got, she got a little dry humping and she forgot what team she was on. Yes. It's like that song, I want to be bad for you, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. No. Okay, listen. Obviously, obviously, the main perpetrator here is sebastian let's not like the perp yeah sebastian's a dickhead with the craziness but it just sucks that she didn't think about hiding it yes clary went to be a spy and she has been a shitty spy like (laughs) what is she even doing like we know that it's sebastian's fault because he's the evil guy the difference is is sebastian Mm -hmm. is a good evil guy like he's good at being evil (laughs) And Clary yes. is yes. he's good at crime. Bad at crime. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh so Clary's like, okay, um, but you've still gotta kill the greater demons, right? Like it's kind of not, you know, an everyday occurrence. And Sebby's like, what? Like it's hard? <laughs> he's like, I just killed one today. Hell what? Yeah. He's like, which is why we're not going to get any blowback for murking all those guard demons we killed. And this little side quest of their outing is news to Jace, and, but he remains silent. He's patiently waiting for Clary's reaction to the plan. But he gives her a look. He's like, the fuck? The fuck is this? The fuck is this? <laughs> and it makes me just... I just really like that... Even though Jace is possessed, he still looks at her like, you fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. yes. She needs someone to do yes. that. I mean, he loves her, but she's she's his idiot, but she's still an idiot. Yeah. I tell Andy that all the time. I love you so much. You're so sweet. <laughs> like, because he says dumb, you know, he thinks he's funny. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so honestly, Clary's handled the situation well, in my opinion. She's accepted without condoning and focused her on her concern of their joint well-being, obviously, because they're connected, not necessarily because she gives a shit about Sebastian. Right. <laughs> right. This would be not be the time to reject their idea, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And Jace is stoked. He's like, I told you she would understand. Looky here, she understands. <laughs> Clary tries to excuse herself claiming to be tired, which, fair, she did almost die. But also, like, this is very much, I need to be removed from this situation because you just told me you're going to ruin the world. And I need to, like, go cry yes. about it. You got to go I, scream I say. in the walk-in freezer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, Sebi has this line that where he says, quote, too bad. I was going to ask you if you wanted to climb the Eiffel Tower, which... I, does he want to hang out? Was he joking? Was he just trying to keep her around? Was he trying to gauge? What is... 
he's so his intentions with Clary are so very confusing because it feels mm-hmm. like one minute he wants to be her best friend, one minute he wants to control her, like or use her. Like we we don't know. Like he's very like I don't think he knows what he wants with Clary. He just wants her. I feel like here it's like let me throw the joke out and see like let me gauge your reaction are you gonna joke back with me are you like are you really upset about it like how good is she of an actor just pretending that that information Mm -hmm. didn't hit her like a ton of bricks gotcha okay yeah i can see that uh where are we oh so but before clary can answer jace invites himself to join her for a nap and starts to lead her out telling sebastian that they'll see him at dinner and this dynamic this is where things get strange because at first it was like, okay, was Sebastian just like joking around, like trying to be like, are you okay? Like, are we, are we good? And then Jace pops in and doesn't let Clary respond and responds for her by telling Sebastian that he's taking her up to bed, basically, which Sebastian, guess what? Doesn't like, which is mm-hmm, not yeah. shocking from any of his previous actions. Mm-hmm. So, he stops them and as they're leaving and asks Clary for his scarf that she borrowed. Um, and when she takes two... Which is weird. It's it's super weird. But what's even weirder is that when she takes too long, he walks over there and then unties it from around her neck. Who ties their scarf in a knot? Agreed. It, what, are you choking yourself? Yeah. like I don't know. I always did infinity scarves because I couldn't figure out how to make them look cool. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I I wouldn't tie it in a knot because I don't know how to wear one. So, I mean, I imagine Sebastian knows how. Yeah. It's like an ascot. But still in a knot? In a knot that I don't... Okay, this may be specific to, like, obviously they were not in a car. But for me, like, I don't do scarves in the car because I'm afraid of getting in a car accident and then getting strangled by my own scarf. So I certainly wouldn't tie a scarf in a knot ever, Mm, but they weren't driving. That new fear unlocked. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh Uh-huh. You're welcome. Um, I also don't drink from a straw in my car unless I am like making sure that everything's like chill. Like either I'm stopped or, like, I look around before I take something from a straw. Because if you get hit while you're drinking from a straw, like, that shit can go, like, all kinds of places in your body. Yeah. yeah not cool. That was... You no. can think the nurses from middle school um, letting us know that. Because they came in for the drunk driving. And then they're like, hey, guess what? Straws are real fucked up, too. And you're like... <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Uh, Who knew? My kids get mad because I won't let them put their feet on... Well, not my kids. Plural. William sits in the back seat because mm-hmm. he's a baby. But Audrey gets upset when I won't let her put her feet on the dashboard. Yeah, I no. like, I'm not gonna let you die or break your legs. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, no thanks. So yeah, that's a no. Yep. You don't need your dogs out the window. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, okay. So, so he comes and he unties it, and of course, it's this moment with her brother's fingers ghosting across her neck, and I hate myself for writing that line. <laughs> She thinks about when he kissed her at the burnt remains of their ancestral home. (laughs) Quote, 
She had felt as if she were falling into a dark and abandoned place, lost and terrified. And the memory jerked her into action, and she quickly thanked him for lending her his scarf before she scurried off to catch up with Jace. And I have a question for you. Do you think this line, the way she's explaining how she felt when she when Sebastian kissed her, do you think this is supposed to be like herself feeling like this because it's her brother and she deep down she knows that they're related and this is supposed to be the the oh well you know it was hinky to her so she like it was gross so she knew you know whatever or is this possibly like feeling what he feels like maybe it's her feeling who sebastian is inside oh like, I don't know. Because she, because she feels lost. Well, because he's so dark and abandoned and, like, his in, like, his soul is so corrupt. Like, is that what he, is that him? Is that her feeling his, like, energy? Huh. Okay. And that's how it affected it her? Like, yeah, I, didn't I don't either. know. Right? Because you would think that what she would feel is icky. Right. So that's a good point. Yeah. Which, I mean, in uh-huh. this very well could be that manifestation of that. But for me... I remember... Sorry, I was no, talking while you were talking. No, it was okay. Like, I, I feel like I vaguely remember. Because that was in City of Glass. Yeah. She was just like, it felt wrong. Yeah. Like, but this seems like it's more detailed. Yeah. Well, and then this also, that's why this made me wonder this, because we're getting to know Sebastian so much more. And so that made me, like, wonder if this is possibly, like, just her ability to kind of see him. I don't know. Like, maybe he's know, maybe he gives off, off, like, energy. Like, this is very English teacher of you, and I am like here for it. Like, he's an energy vampire. Or she is. Just kidding. Sorry, I have to. I'm standing because I have to rub my butt because my butt hurts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my tailbone hurts. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is the life. Yeah, I. I don't know. These are the <laughs> questions I have. Thank you, um, eighth grade Mrs. Folio, for making me ask these questions. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you, ma'am. Um. Okay. Okay, so, phew, okay, we're done with Clary and them for a minute. Uh, it's time uh, for a POV switch. That's right, it's Simon time, baby. Let's do this. So, time check. Simon is in the park, and the leaves are starting to look a little worse for wear. So we're kind of, and like, the you know, branches are bare. We're kind of at the end of autumn, heading into winter. So, just curious. You guys, the first book started in the summertime. Oh, okay. yes, because uh-huh. it was hot. Yeah, but it was like the end of it summer, was like right? Yeah. So, are we really? Did this whole the last four books happen over a season? Not even because I thought well, because it had they... been three months since the war. Heading into winter. Yeah, so you're right, yeah? So, or is it a whole... It couldn't have been a whole year. I feel like it started 
mid-August. Mid to end of August is when it started. Okay. Because it was Uh like, the days were long. It was really hot. She wasn't in school. So, yeah. She wasn't Mm -hmm. in school. Exactly. It was like over the summer. And I feel like now in the book, it's like, it's been like two months. So like end of October. And it's just bad detailing on it's just starting to change on the foliage. But but after when we started the thir- the fourth book, it was three months after the war, right? Six weeks. Oh, six weeks. Okay, just kidding. Yeah, mm-hmm. just kidding. Yeah, so it's six weeks, and so I feel like the oh events God. leading up to that was only like a week or two. Like it was very very fast. So mm-hmm. I think this whole thing's been eight eight. 10 weeks at the most which makes sense with the yeah heading into winter this is uh-huh. so wild you guys like uh-huh. this isn't even a six-month lease like oof. i waited longer <laughs> right. for my fridge to come in right? than this Dude. book has taken place <laughs> oh my god okay so simon tries to reach out to clary with the ring um but again is met with silence and he's trying not to panic uh but he knows something isn't right he's like I'm going to tell myself not to panic that she could be sleeping, but I know that I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I've got something else to worry about right now. So tamp- it's been too long. Yeah. Tamping down yeah. his worry. Simon carries down the path towards a dark haired girl on a bench. <sighs> and at first I thought it was Izzy and I was really confused. <laughs> Because I was like, he just left Izzy, but no, you guys. <clears throat> he sits down on this bench next to his sister, Rebecca. And she wasn't sure that he would actually show up because of all this crazy shit that she's going to tell us about um, that's been happening. And Simon internally describes her as like one part of Kristen's style, mm-hmm. which is hippie mm. chic. It's like she makes a lot of her clothes. She shops at vintage stores. And I just have to note, like, why couldn't thrifting be a cool thing when I was a kid? Like, my kid doesn't even want to shop at real stores. She likes to shop at the mm-hmm. Goodwill. Uh-huh. Because it's, like, the cool thing to do. And what is what is it that they say? It's, like, um, basically, it's, like, recycling. Anyway, it's just. Yeah. It's more cycling. Yeah. yeah, upcycling. So yeah, cool. it's sustainable. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. And, like. Um, I could never get the smell of Value Village out of my clothes, and I feel like all the mean kids could tell. Yes. And now that would be considered cool. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. I'm living in the wrong time zone. Time zone, yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going with. Time zone. <laughs> I remember one time. Okay. This is a total sidebar. I was in class, and a friend of mine um, – was in the same class as me and we were young. We were probably like fourth grade. Um, and they were upset about something. Um, so I, someone had made fun of them for something and they were wearing this shirt and it, the shirt had bleach stains on it. Right. Uh-huh. And the teacher was trying to make her feel better. Right. And like <laughs> this fucking old broad, she touched her shirt and she was like, "Oh, is your is your shirt color changed?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> like it was so, oh god, it was so bad. It was so bad. But like she wasn't like 
that's not what she was upset okay. about. But, like, it just made it so much worse that you were just like, yes. are you, you're an adult. You're a whole ass adult. Are you that dumb? Yeah, you can't tell what a bleach stain right. is. God. Yeah. Annoying. Just mm-hmm. like, ugh. But man, no, I remember being made fun of all the time because like we couldn't afford like brand name stuff, so we get the knockoff, and everyone knows it's a mm-hmm. knockoff. Yeah, of course. Or you get it. It's like Champions, the good brand now was not when I was dude, here. right? Like, so crazy. how dare you? Do you know how much shit we would have gotten if we wore a fucking shirt that said Champion over across the front? Yes. Or Keds. They're so cool now. I want a pair. Right? Uh-huh. Not when we were kids. No. I don't know. We always went to pay so less. So funny. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you. Anyway, so Simon gives his sister a hug, and she notices how cold his face feels, but she's more interested in where the hell he's been. She calls bullshit on the simple explanation of him just staying with a friend and demands to know what's really going on. She had called home to make plans to come home for Thanksgiving, and their mom said that they weren't doing Thanksgiving. Like, it's... No. So she calls Simon right away, because, like... What the fuck? She's and gotta he know. Didn't answer. So she calls their mom back and is like, "Where is Simon?" Which I think is kind of weird, but it fits into the story, so I'll accept it. Um. So anyway, she's like, "Where's Simon?" And mom just straight hangs up on her. Well, because I feel like she's been texting Simon often. She's been blowing up his phone, mm-hmm. and he hasn't been answering. And so this yeah. was just kind of like she called home. And then she said not to do Thanksgiving. And so then she tried to call Simon again. And she's like, okay, this is it. I haven't been able to get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Yeah, what's going on? So she yeah. called her mom to ask. Yeah. So because of all of that, she decides to come home and see for herself, like, what's going on. And she gets there and sees all that religious shit on the front door. And... um. So she goes in, I guess, and talks to the mom, and mom just straight goes for it. She tells Rebecca that Simon is dead. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. And a monster has taken his place, which it's crazy to think that's the angle you would go. Like, you're telling your daughter that your brother is dead. Like, the, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's your daughter. You would sit her down and be like, listen, this is what happened, blah, blah, blah. But instead, she's just acting like a psycho. I mean... And I guess she's scared or whatever, but I will say, and maybe I could be wrong here, but I think part of that is just, I wish I knew more about Mm -hmm. Judaism, Judaism and beliefs. Cause I, I don't know exactly everything, but I feel like this is something that she truly believes in the depth of her soul. Like for us, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a concept of like. Oh, like an exorcism sort of thing. Like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. So it's just easy to be like, oh, she's being really like unreasonable. Mm-hmm. But I feel like deep down she really believes that because a... maybe it's possible. Right. I agree with you. I just think as a mother, regardless of what you believe, you would need to step up and be an adult and have a conversation with your daughter instead of just hanging up on her and not answering her questions. I would say yes, and I don't want to step on the toes of your section, so I should probably wait. But some of the other stuff, they go into details about how she acted. 
she seems like she's a, not a parent it, yes. well, that worries yes. about her kids' feelings. That is very true. And I'm true. also wondering if there it, somehow his glamour on her, because he's glamoured her twice, if that's right. fucking with her head and making her uh-huh. feel like she's crazy. Because if you feel like you're crazy, you act crazier. To yes. try and prove that you're well, not yes. crazy, which is why he's basically gaslighting her with his powers. It's, it's, it's like <laughs> the lady on the airplane that's like, "That's not a real person." She wouldn't be acting like that unless she felt like she had to. <laughs> well, yes, and I I do agree that that's not how she should have approached it. Right. I just mm-hmm. don't know if she has any tools in her toolbox to be. No, I agree. Well, I agree with you. You're, and you're also, right. That's a good my point. question is, how long has she been in the house by herself spinning her ass? Like, because, mm-hmm. you know, you let yourself, you let the paranoia sink in and that shit just keeps whipping around your head. Like, yeah, you can convince yourself of damn near anything. It's oh, crazy. Well, mm-hmm. obviously, Rebecca just took off because this bitch has lost <laughs> She's it. like, I gotta go. And, yeah, I'm out. I'll dude. call you later, Mom. And um, Simon, like, tells us through his POV, we learned that um, Rebecca and their mom have always had, like, a strange relationship. Rebecca often calls her mom nuts or the crazy lady. But this time it's obviously more real. And um, Rebecca's obviously getting a little bit worked up at this point after leaving taking off after mom's gone crazy and she starts texting simon like every five minutes and he's not responding and eventually he texts her back with what she starts with in this section like just saying that he was staying with a friend and she's like wtf mate like what the fuck bro what's been going on how long has this how long has this been going on you know well and not to mention the fact that simon's um like he's what 15 16 16 so she's very obviously super like why is my underage yeah why is he saying child because she's going crazy brother going Uh through all this and he's not contacting me to like phone a friend on top of it right and like why is he not staying with mom what is she doing sort of thing why didn't he call me when this started happening yeah absolutely so simon with all of his wit asks Rebecca to clarify, like, what exactly do you mean? How long has what been going on? And she is like, um, mom being crazy? Like, we need to get her to a doctor or something. We Like, I can't make this decision alone. And Simon starts to tell her that he can't help. And she's like, dude, and she's like, I know that you're just in high school, but I need your help to make these decisions. And this is where I cried. And no, not for Simon. Not for Simon. <laughs> it's for Rebecca because I am the big sister. And I had the same feeling when my mom was sick because my brother and I were obviously really young. And um, so Simon stops Rebecca like whatever. And he tells her that he can't help take their mom to the doctor or get her help because she's not wrong. Simon is a monster. The end. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding. Obviously. No, Um. she's like, great. She's brainwashed you. Like, did she hurt you? I will fuck this bitch up. Tell me everything. What the hell? 
And he can't take it anymore, so he decides to tell her about his um, condition. <laughs> He's like, I wish I had gonna kept those pamphlets. <laughs> you guess, yeah. And so he takes off his glove, which I feel like I don't remember that if the gloves were described, but for some reason I imagine that they are driving gloves. Mm-hmm. So there, yes. there you go. Yes. And he holds out his hand for her to grab. And I'm not going to go into too much detail here because, again, it will make me cry. So I'll just say that he thinks about how much his sister has always been there for him and stepped up when their mom was really struggling with their father's death. Like Robin said, she's not always been the most, the most at the least. Uh Uh-huh. And um, so Rebecca takes his hand and he tries to get her to just kind of like pick up on like the vibes he's putting out, basically. Like, can you just guess that I'm a vampire, please? Like, is basically where he's going with this. Like that and, would be in the forefront um, of her mind. Exactly. Yeah. And he kind of gets like annoyed because she doesn't figure out what's going on. But like, again, why would she just guess that you're a fucking vampire, bro? Well, because I feel like it was like, take my hand, see, like, I'm like, he's as cold as death. Like, yes, ice cold. And like that, uh-huh. she's, I think he's thinking like, oh, like something feels off here. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he's expecting, since it's like that predator human thing, like humans, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like the vampire's a predator or whatever. I wonder yeah. if he's thinking that she's going to have this visceral sort of reaction like his mom did even yeah of her just being there and she seems like she's a little more like a brain i think she's caught up left brain and other stuff too yeah that she's not even into it yeah well and she probably didn't believe in it as much as their mom did yeah it sounds like maybe she was already kind of on the edge so um uh where was i um he she takes his hand and um sorry i lost my place oh so he's starting to get annoyed so he's like all right take my pulse okay and she's like i don't know how to do that which (laughs) so he kind of shows her whatever correct me if i'm wrong sorry is isn't his mom a nurse like, so how would she not know how to take a pulse? Like, we had to do this in PE, like which we did have a crazy PE teacher. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Uh-huh. But you had to, like, measure your heart rate for, like, your jumping, like, like calisthenics and running and everything. Yeah. You had to have a chart for your heart rate. So, like, how oh. does she not know how to take her heart rate? That is stupid. Also, and yes, their dad was sick before he died. Yes. If uh-huh. anyone who's ever taken care of somebody sick at least can tell where the pulse is, especially someone who's terminal. Those are things that you pick up. You're not going to not know that. Uh-huh. I'm taking my own pulse right now. At least know where to feel your heart. Like, right. Like, I, I'm not yeah. saying you don't know how. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, everyone knows exactly how to correctly take your pulse. Mm-hmm. But you can find someone's pulse, which is ultimately yeah. what he's yeah. asking her to do. Well, and also, like, bro, I'm freezing cold. Take my pulse. I think instead of arguing about how to do it, I'd be like, what the fuck? Just tell me. Like, what is what is this? Well, and and <sighs> wait, hold on. Let me check something. This is really important. OK, C- 
see, exactly. Twilight had just come out. He, she knows. <laughs> she knows Twilight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She knows. 2008, 100%. Uh, it's everywhere right now You're right. he could have just been he could have just said the same oh, I lines. think this is a year before twilight isn't it 2007 oh fuck you're right yeah fuck. yeah <laughs> but the books yeah. had already been out and she's a college student she would have definitely read the books okay yeah 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 okay uh-huh uh-huh okay well <laughs> i'm not giving up on it she didn't apparently because um, it doesn't come off as a red flag to her that she can't find his pulse. So he pulls out the big guns and allows his fangs to snap out and show her. And of course, she screams and like falls off the bench onto the ground. And um, eventually he gets down to her level. Um, and she's like covering her mouth. Or, you know, with her hand. She's like, holy fuck. He gets down to her level. I just imagine him like crawling over her like a monkey like because he's a vampire <laughs> spider like, monkey on, on instinct yeah, spider monkey. he's like oh gotta follow the prey <laughs> <sighs> he tells her that he would never hurt her or their mom and the reason that he had agreed to meet with her was to see her one more time before he goes away because he's going to leave them both alone and um like you guys can still have thanksgiving i won't stay in touch just like don't worry you won't have to see me anymore and she interrupts him to give a big hug give him a big hug and tell him that's not what she wants and um she like she doesn't want to not have a relationship with him anymore and he is super surprised that she would still want to see him because that's kind of (laughs) scary And um, I think it's kind of starting to hit her now. And she's like, damn, so vampires are real? Like, what the hell? And he's like, yeah. And so I feel like he gets a little nerdy, too. He's like, so we're werewolves and blah, 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 blah. And it's just, you know, whatever. Do you think Um, that you would have believed somebody that quickly? Because I don't think I... Maybe with the cold skin and the way the mom is acting and all of it together. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yes, 100%. Immediately. I don't know. I mean, of course you would. Exactly. I'm like, you're cold, your mom's (laughs) acting like a lunatic, and you just popped out the fangs. 100%. I want to watch you go kill something. Or drink blood. (laughs) I guess the, the, the question here is, like, us being immersed in the fantasy whatever world like do you how nerdy do you think rebecca is would be my only like are you not i think even if rebecca isn't nerdy herself she's nerdy adjacent because simon is nerdy okay and because she's the older sister Mm -hmm. to a nerdy little brother so she's she's by osmosis has you know some sort of knowledge right right okay Mm -hmm. yeah because again, if we've talked, we talked about this when Simon found out. Simon was pretty quick to be like, "Okay, yeah, this is cool. this is the world yeah. that we live in." Because again, if he you wanted it to it, be, also, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Are you kidding me? If someone told me they were a vampire, I'm like, prove it right now, right here. <laughs> <laughs> bet. Yeah, bet. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, he tells her that it's not something that he had chosen. He was attacked. And so she starts to ask him about blood and basically like biting people. 
And he decides not to tell her about Maureen or Izzy or Jace, because that's weird. And um, <laughs> he tells her that he just drinks animal bud- blood from a bottle, like a little baby. <laughs> that's, <hard. laughs> that's what it, I pictured. And um, she is definitely relieved a little bit and tells him that she loves him. He's her brother and she will always love him no matter what. Like they'll fi- figure things out. And um, that's kind of where we end with them. We go off to Jace's bedroom where he and Clary walk into the room. And he basically, like, he sets his things down and he basically um, grabs her right away and things start to get hot. And he takes off her sweater and he starts to work at her jeans. And I think that this is weird. Like, this is moving very fast for a younger couple that haven't, had sex or been dating for more than yes a couple more than a month 10 and weeks, a half let's say yeah <laughs> so she starts to fight the urge to keep going and she tells him to stop and he's confused he's like why why we're obviously both into this like why would we stop and she's like dude if i hadn't fainted last night things might have gone all the way and um do you sorry (laughs) do you really think that i would have wanted that to happen in front of uh, like all those people that were here there like in general let alone my first time and he tried to defend they're not going far last night in you know whatever because they were on drugs like that's not fair we were on drugs last night And she has to keep fighting the urge because it is tempting. And um, she clearly doesn't want to do it with this weird Jace. Uh Like, you're not you. This isn't, this is not, this is not it. So she tells him that she's tired. Sebastian's in the house. Like, I also don't really feel like it. And um, he doesn't believe her. Like, he knows she's lying because, like, obviously she does feel like it. Uh Uh-huh. The other two, I get. Like, you're tired. You're the, you know. But Sebastian's in the house. That would be weird. I agree. And he calls her out on it, whatever. But she's like, bro, I know no one would ever tell you no. But, like, I just don't want to. Which, again, I'm going to go back to a few chapters ago where she was like, would anyone love him but me? And then she keeps proving her point that, yes, the answer is yes. Yes, the answer is yes. Yes. Yes, they would. <laughs> anyway, so he's all offended and basically storms out. To, I'm going to go take a cold shower. Yeah. Sounds like you need one, bruh. Yep. Hit the showers. Yes. And um, she goes to sit on the bed that is clean now. There's no more silver or anything. So either he changed his sheets or magic. Uh-huh. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. We won't see. But Bro. still, I'm interested. Can huh. we just talk about, okay, for one, she doesn't have to give you a reason. No means no. I have this in my chapter, too, because we yes. okay. we go back. Uh-huh. Okay. We circle back. Okay. My, yeah. my section. Let's, let's wait to circle back then I because say. I feel like there's yeah. a lot for us to say. Agreed. Yes. Yes. I have a circle back. Not that Um, we can't talk about it twice, but I I have something written in mine. Okay. So, um, 
Clary goes and sits on the bed and she thinks about um, how cold Jay seemed when she told him no. And she starts to think about the look on his face and quote, but there was something about the coldness at the back of Jace's eyes that shook her. Something far off and unreachable that made it harder than ever to push away the question always at the back of her mind. Do you think there are any good snacks downstairs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that not what her question okay, would be? Okay, listen. That is hilarious. <laughs> but I think the answer to that question and that I feel like that is an ingredient house that they're in. So the answer I think is you're no. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sebastian is I an almond mom. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Yes. Because <laughs> that is pure evil. So. Yes. I agree. This goes with the vibe. No, so her real question is, is any of the real Jace still in there? Is there anything left to save? And um, I, I feel like there is. I, I suppose we'll keep going on that, obviously. Uh-huh. But interesting. So then we jump over to Jordan reading a poem that he had liked from a book. And I'm not going to quote the entire thing, but I'll give you the end to give you the gist of the poem, which is, for the strength of the pack is the wolf and the strength of the wolf is the pack. Yeah. And he has it on his wall. It's hanging And at first I bed. thought it was like a framed thing. And he was like, oh, cool. I'll buy this. But it was just from a book. And he just like tore the page out. Is that right? I thought it was like a framed thing and like the quote was just from a book by this guy that they think okay, good. may have been a werewolf because obviously. It has to be, right? Yeah. Person slash wolf, sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> You're bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So he's looking up at what is obviously the equivalent of the serenity pair to person slash wolves. That's, that's what yes. this is. Is too. Isn't that how you like contrast things in English uh-huh, is too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So basically we walk in to Jordan pacing around the apartment waiting for Maya. And he's totally like I w- I put teenagering it, but I do this as a grown, fully grown ass adult. And he just keeps opening and closing the fridge, willing there to be something super delicious to eat. Same. Absolutely. And I want it to be delicious and I don't want to have to make it or clean up after I've made it. Like, I have all the ingredients to make a sandwich. But number one, sandwiches taste better when other people make them for you. And number two, I don't want to do it and clean up. So it's Mm -hmm. like that. Except his fridge has, like, nothing in it. And, of course, he doesn't want to go leave to get food in case she gets there while he's gone. Which is weird, since this is not an episode of Seinfeld, where 90% of the problems could have been solved if they just had cell phones. Yes. Okay. Yes. This is not Seinfeld. I put that just for you because you told that to me. So I yes. stole your joke. It's so true. Quoteth Amanda. So Jordan, we're in his pub, obviously, and he is feeling restless. That's how he's describing himself. Quote, And the way he sometimes got before the full moon, knowing the change was coming, feeling the pull of the tides in his blood, which begs me to actually do a quick Google search to the Shadowhunter wiki and read this to you. Because I don't know why I this was not canon in my brain, but it is now. And I've brought it up. So this is from the Shadowhunter wiki. 
After the first transformation, it takes a werewolf, person slash wolf, some time to be able to resist the effect of the moon in its different phases. Many lycanthropes like Luke Garraway train themselves to be impervious to the effects of the moon during most of its phases, but even well-trained ones like Luke are still forced into their wolf form during a full moon. Interesting. So that is the tidbit, which obviously, like the manacles, obviously, we were talking about that. Maybe mm-hmm. that's for like when it's a super moon or a harvest moon or something. Like maybe those uh-huh. are different. Um, and I like, I feel like I must have read this information before, but I just, it wasn't canon for me. I forgot it. So now I know. Yes. Yeah. The more you Thank know. You. I feel like I knew some of that, but not all of it. So I thought that initially you had to change. Uh-huh. I did. But I thought you could like, you know, as you got older, more like control over the change control. that, yeah, that you wouldn't do it. Like you wouldn't be forced to change at the full moon. I didn't know. It's okay. like, okay. yeah. Anyway, we find out obviously the reason Maya is not there is because she left Jordan to go to the police station to visit Luke. Um, and since Jordan's not part of the pack, Maya didn't think it was a good idea for him to take along because it would upset the person slash wolves that are actually in the pack. And from Jordan's monologue and his past toxic behavior, okay, both of those things, <laughs> it sounds like he probably pouted about not being able to go. Like the way that he's lamenting about her being gone for mm-hmm. fucking a couple hours and the fact that he's just annoying. Um, he's replaying the memory of just whatever ago about Maya telling him that there's no need for him to come and it was going to be a quick trip. And like Jordan says, obviously maybe he's talking out loud. I don't know. It's to himself that from the moment him and Maya separated, he became restless. And since her word obviously isn't enough for him, He's worried that she's actually leaving, not because her pack leader and adoptive father figure, Daddy Luke, is finally awake. She wants to see him and she needs to ask about using the farm. It's really because she's sick of being with him. Okay, that's why she Mm. wants to go. Mm -hmm. Duh. Mm -hmm. And he's tormenting himself, wondering if they're technically in a relationship and is wondering if sleeping together was the best idea since they hadn't gotten to, to DTR yet. And the answer was no, it was not a good idea. It was not yes, the smartest idea. Mainly because you pressured her into it like a hmm. giant asshole. Yes. Maybe. 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 Uh, maybe. Yes. The key finally turns in the front lock. Like, for fucking real, she has a spare key and a phone and you couldn't go out for fourth meal? Seriously. Like, you couldn't taco the bell? Bro. You could just text her and ask her if she's hungry. Or just and like. And then you could also get an ETA. Yeah. Hey, ma'am, I'm going to go get some delicious, delicious food. Right. So annoying. Maya comes in the door, obviously, and he thinks about how much she wants to just run up and like give her a kiss. But he decides to ask how things went instead. He's got to restrain himself. Mm-hmm. And she relays that Luke gave them the AOK to use the farm And she's already sent a message over to Magnus. Like, that's already done. She also let Luke know about the whole feral teenage vampire situation. And Jordan, like, gives her a look. And he's like, oh, like, 
why do you think he needs to know that? Like, why did you tell him that? And Maya, like, is like, fuck, did I fuck up? And she bas- she doesn't said that, but she's like, damn it, don't I make a mistake or whatever. <laughs> and she reminds Jordan that, like, Luke is the head of the Manhattan Pack. And if there's a rogue vampire wreaking havoc on his turf, he needs <laughs> to know. He's got to protect the barrio, bro. Besides, <sighs> she wanted to get Luke's opinion on telling Simon about Maureen. Like, uh-huh. how she's acting. And then I have to quote, because this is my Amanda Simon, okay? Jordan okay. is my Simon, all right? Yep. And he says, what about my advice? And my is italicized, okay? And he was playing it sounding hurt, but there was a little part of him that meant it. It's been like a fucking blip. Sit down. Mm-hmm. You, you were nothing to her. Like, sit the fuck down. And Maya says that she wanted to get grown-up advice on the situation. And he decides to flip the switch and make a joke about how, like, oh, me being 18 isn't grown-up enough for you. So I just want to I, – I said circle back already. I'm, I'm going to do it again. Like, let's go back <laughs> to what's Maya's age again, okay? Uh-huh. Yep. Just, just because. Originally yep. – in these books, Maya is 15 and Jordan is 18. Jordan was 16 when they met. That is canon. He said that. Okay. Which means, like, there's a... Th- and he had a car. He was able to drive. Okay? Right. Which means there's a three-year age difference for them. So they would have started dating when she was, what, 14? 13 going on 14, huh. depending yeah. on when her birthday is? Like... Ew. I... I'm glad there was an age boost in later editions. But, bro, not okay. That's icky. My kid is going to be 13. That's icky. And then, of course, they, like, start necking. I'm going to say necking. Just enjoy that. And Maya cuts him off by calling him Jordy, which is clearly a nickname from Star Trek The Next Generation, obviously. That's why she said that. (laughs) LeVar Burton and (laughs) she tells him that she wants more substance to whatever they have going on between them if they're just constantly falling in bed then it won't happen you know they should like talk and of course because he is a giant bag of literal shit he says okay so what do you want to talk about like no I mean bro Why did I ever like this guy? I don't know. But, like, you know, like, that is such a dick move. It is a hard fucking no. Okay, mister, I have Sanskrit tattooed on me. You want to talk? What do you want to talk about? Fuck you. Mister, I act like I'm this Mm -hmm. enlightened intellectual who studies theology and all this shit. And I have meditated my way into a higher fucking being. And then you're going to act like a little fucking fuck boy with this bitch. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. And the fucking shitty little fucking pickup truck you rode in on. And your little bike messenger (laughs) bullshit. Get your little bike shorts on and go right off into the distance. We don't need you here. Yes. Especially because he was just having that thought before she got there. Like, did this all happen too quickly? Well, And then she wants to have that conversation. He's like, okay, what? 
well, also, well, and then it's when you say that to a man and they're like, okay, what do you want to talk about? You're like, that's not what I meant. And you know that that's not what I meant. So let, let's right. not even go there. Well, and like, like, do you like cucumbers? <laughs> like any, like talk about anything, everything, whatever. Yeah, cool. Let's, you know what? Have a conversation. I'm actually really hungry. Mm-hmm. Have you eaten? We should get some food and we can go talk at dinner. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. sounds like a great idea. Let's go, boo. Mm-hmm. This is why you should date a woman. Right. Yes. PSA. Yes. yes. <laughs> Fucking for real. I mean, God, okay. I wish I could do that. I know. Oh. And I'm sure there are actual enlightened masculine people that would do that. Speaking um, just... about TikTok, how we weren't speaking about TikTok at all, but, mm. you know, you get things that, uh, uh, I get a lot of lesbians on my, on my For You page, Okay. And there was this woman, mm-hmm. and she is, like, recording her girlfriend, right? And she's like, she's like, hey, can you, uh, what's my coffee order? And she's like, oh, hold on. And she pulls out her phone and goes to her notes app. Oh, yeah. And she's uh-huh. like, oh, well, you get, like, you get this from the coffee, unless you're feeling like this, and then you get this. And then, like, goes down the list of all of her girlfriend's preferences. I'm like, this is why women are better partners. Yes. I'm sorry. It's true. Well, because even if you you're not naturally adept adept at remembering that, like she did what she needed to do to mm-hmm. have the information. Get the backup. You yep. got you got. I know your Dunkin's order. I know your Starbucks order. I know you. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is love. Amanda likes folded egg on her McMuffins. Thank you. Yes, I do. <laughs> and when you go to Sonic, you get. Diet Coke, but regular cherry flavor in it. Dude, you're amazing. How yes. do you not know that? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And when Robin gets a steak, she needs to have ketchup. Yes. Absolutely. And Kristen drinks tea, not coffee. Not I coffee mean, you anymore. Guys, like, <laughs> we know these things. And you got to She uses the egg, the, the, the shell noodles, and the macaroni and cheese, too. Mm-hmm. Like yep. a boss, elbows. Bitch. No, not elbows. They're the shells. Mm, elbows are my jam. My we we all know mm-hmm. that Robin has to cook the shit out of her eggs before she can eat them. Mm-hmm. We don't do runny eggs in this house. <laughs> Over medium. Over medium. Well, okay. I do like the yolk, but the white's got to be cooked yeah. all the way. It's bad news mm-hmm. bears. Yeah. Anyway, you just like if you wanted to, you would. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What do I like from here? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Sorry. We d- I love the, the rant session. So I feel like Maya extended the olive branch, if you will, mm-hmm. into this territory. He shut her down. And so she's like, what do you want to talk about? And she's like, nothing. Like, never mind. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't say never mind, but the never mind is very much like. Implied. It we is. There. Implied. Thank you for the word. I was going to say between the lines. Thank you. And so then they just keep kissing because, like, he's silently oh rejected God. her. Maybe I'm being dramatic. Maybe this hit a fucking button for me. But I am going from one shitty thing, okay? And you'd think, I am so fucking glad to be out of this interaction. 
that was awful. But nay, nay. It's just going to get nay. worse. We're transported back over to the place. Fuck. And Clary, of course, stays in Jace's room. The Jace who isn't really her Jace, if you will, to wait for him to get out of the shower. Okay? That's what she decided to do with her time. And she is objectifying his body as he's coming out of the shower because she can't help it. And he ends up apologizing to her. And she thinks to herself that she wasn't sure if this Jace was capable of feeling sorry for anything after the whole dead look in his eyes. And his expression does look sincere. So she's pretty sure it's the real deal. It's like a sincere apology. And so she comments to him, this is what she says, that the cold shower must have been brutal. And this to me is just the epitome of the feminine response. Okay? Mm -hmm. And not that I'm here for it. Okay? I'm not here for it. But it is a battle I am waging every day and trying to make sure that I'm pushing my daughter out of my comfort zone. It's not her comfort zone. And to being able to advocate for herself. It's okay for Clary to have either A, left the room altogether and let Jace return to an empty room because she has removed herself from the situation Mm -hmm. or tell him like, look, what you did was unacceptable. No means no. You're not allowed to do that. This is my body. You do not, you are not granted access to my body when I've said no and I don't want you to, regardless of... If we've been married for 50 years or if we've been together for two weeks, you do not Uh get access to my body. Yep. Well, but also... I couldn't have said it better myself. how dare you, like, throw a fucking bitch fit? And then then the, the, oh, I guess I'll take a cold shower. Okay, fine. Like, I just, I can't, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck all the boys. Mm Mm-hmm. In this whole uh-huh. situation, at least Jace has the excuse that he's being possessed by Sebastian. And honestly, that's exactly. I what. do believe mm-hmm. that his aggressive sexual behavior is Sebastian. Like I think that's I do his I influence. Do. Like because it just it's not how Jace has ever been before. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. fuck you, fuck you. And the, the well, thing that's so frustrating is that this is actually how many many quote unquote upstanding young men behave behind closed doors with their girlfriends. Yes. So it is a really yes. important thing for us to like hammer, like we're going to beat the dead horse, but we have to because we uh-huh. all, all three of us have been in this situation before with a guy Absolutely. who is clearly pushing you to do something that you're not ready to do yet mm-hmm. and behaving like well, this. And- with I, more than one person. Yeah, and everybody I know has. I, I don't know a single person in yeah. my age group that escaped the early 2000s unscathed from this kind of fucking behavior. Uh-huh. And I I am not, again, this was so many years ago. I'm not, like, things have changed, stuff is different. I wish this could have been written differently to pro- 100%. Like, provide a different message and stuff. But it's like we literally just saw in the last chapter, This it's not the same exactly Mm -hmm. but the same sort of thing happened with Maya Mm -hmm. and Jordan just detaches himself like I said he silently rejected her that's the way I put it 
Mm-hmm. And then now with this, Clary has an opportunity to advocate for herself. And instead she makes a joke, basically excusing the situation and passing the ball to his court yeah. to move on. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make a joke out of this situation that was really probably fucking traumatic and scary for me because that's what I'm supposed to do. Just be a good girl and not complain you gotta laugh and it off. do whatever. Right. Exactly. When you're at work and a guy makes a sexual joke towards you and you have to just laugh it off and pretend because if you don't, if you don't laugh it off and you say, excuse me, that's inappropriate. or Now you're the bitch. Now you're the problem. Now you're the, oh, you have to be PC around mm-hmm. her, blah, 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 blah. So yep. you have yep. to take the abuse and then pretend like not only does it not offend me, but I think it's funny. And so I'm going to have to laugh at it in order to spare myself the pain of having to deal with the ramific- ramifications of you being upset that I didn't think your joke was funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. I mean, that just that goes over in any situation, Mm -hmm. really, with any person, not just that. But yeah, the world is crazy. The world is awful sometimes. Yeah, it's garbage. Standing up for yourself is the only way to go. It really is. Let the awkward shine. Well, and I, Mm -hmm. I saw, I thought TikTok. I'm sorry. I have to like my my husband has forced me to to say that before before I say the story. I have to acknowledge where I saw it. At least you don't say I read an article. I did not read an article. I did watch a TikTok. This woman was talking. Well, I just sometimes I'll say that and then I'll be like instantly. I did not. (laughs) Nope. I don't know why I fucking said that. I watched a TikTok. Why did I I say that? I saw something somewhere. I very well know it was TikTok. Mm-hmm. I heard it from a friend too. Heard it from a friend too. Yeah. Heard it from another. This woman was talking about like male friends who or coworkers who tell inappropriate like sexual jokes, right? And you, in an effort to not be seen as the frigid bitch, laugh at it, right? And she she said, mm-hmm. "Well, I tried something new and I just stopped laughing." She's like, "I just didn't. I just yeah. stared at him and just waited." And didn't laugh. Like, I'm waiting for the rest of the punchline. And she goes, it's remarkable. She's like, hasn't done it since. Hasn't fucking done it. It was Mm -hmm. so awkward for him that he just stopped saying shit like that to me. Oh, wow. So men can learn. So they really do Uh know. Hmm. I feel like I did the, um, I don't, I don't get the joke. Can you explain to me why that's funny? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Who did you do that to? I don't remember, but I remember you doing it. It's always good with the racist yeah, I jokes. Yeah. I don't I don't understand. Uh-huh. Explain I just, that. Can you explain to me why mm, that's yeah. funny? I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I was very proud of myself. That's like why is everyone laughing? Pushing out of the comfort zone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes my kid advocates for herself hard and there is no tact to it and she is just at her mm-hmm. end and it is so gives me the awkward embarrassment whatever Mm -hmm. but it is not and I just don't say anything because she needs to be able to do that yes because it's usually the second or third time she's requested something to not happen or Mm -hmm. whatever and so she just yeah and I'm just like keep your mouth shut keep your mouth shut keep your mouth shut yep let her do her thing let her do her thing okay sorry giant sidebar (laughs) but important sidebar and PSA so Mm -hmm. I put thankfully, and I don't know if that's the right word, but Jace, this Jace doesn't decide to just joke back and whatever. He actually goes 
and addresses the situation head on. And he's like, look, I shouldn't have pushed you. It's just, well, okay. That's the only good part about it. He does say that. Right. But then he excuses But then he says behavior. just, and okay. then that ruins it all. Uh-huh. A just right, is yes. just a but in disguise. Say? Yes. Okay. Anything after but. Yeah. yeah. Ten weeks ago, this is why I said ten weeks, they had the whole brother level de- lover debacle, and it just feels good to, like, feel good, you know? Okay. Okay. That's not, that's my paraphrasing. <laughs> And Jace cups Clary's face in his hands. And I, all I can think of when people say that is the Goonies, like the guy, the truffle shuffle. Every time. Are that's you how you're serious? cupping someone's face. Yes. That's how they're cupping your face. I'm it's like the truffles like this. I'm so sorry that that is your association with that. That is awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Oh, I love that. that. That's and, um, cupping. Yeah, that's yeah. smushing. No, you cup someone's face like this. Like, gently. Mm. I don't think I've ever done that to anyone but my children. Exactly. That's very, like, to me, yeah. that's the only thing. Yeah. Oh, I do kids. that to my husband a lot. I like to hold his mm. face when I kiss him You're so weird. he can't get squirrely on me. <laughs> well, and I bet you you push a little bit like the truffle shuffle. No. There's a little bit of weight on it, your hands. I like to I like to get my thumbs underneath the jaw That's so cool. you have a lot more movement like control. Okay. That's weird. You're weird. That's a weird. That's weird. It's weird. Oh. <laughs> Why? Because I kiss like a man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you I love you that. can you can infer what you want to infer from that. <laughs> I just ne- no one's ever done that to me either. I don't know. Well, Amanda, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> just don't put your dirty hands on my face. Oh. Like, did you out? You sound like my husband. He doesn't like it when people touch his face. It's a pet peeve yeah. of his. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why I'm not. I think he and I are a lot more alike than I even ever realized. Yes, yeah. you guys are yeah. similar. Mm. <laughs> oh. What does that say about me? You anyway. mean Amanda? Yes. <laughs> you mean Robin and Mary and Amanda? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Clean freak. We belong together. <laughs> yes. I was going with Pat Benatar huh? on okay. that one. Anyway, so <clears throat> Jace is cupping her face in his hands, and she thinks about how handsome he is. Like, oh my God. And how familiar he looked. Comparing him, like familiar as an old Jace. Okay, this is her, this is the way she compares him. A house she had lived in as a child, and knowing that though the exterior might look the same, a different family lived there now. And Jace circles back to the brother lover comment. Okay, let's just keep talking about that. Let's just keep bringing it up. Jace is us. Saying that he, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, he never cared about them being siblings and he always wanted her anyway no nothing mattered to him except clary ever and clary starts to feel butterflies of unease because gross Mm -hmm. except that that's not what's flying through her mind that's not why she's feeling unease that's not it guys if you thought that you were wrong (laughs) it's because 
how could he say he only ever cared about Clary? And she reminds him that his family and hunting shadows have always been important to him. And besides, he used to be like, you're proud to be a Nephilim. Like, that's, that's you. And Jace scoffs at her Nephilim comment, honing into his emo phase, saying that it totally sucks being half angel because you always have to think about how inadequate you are. Heaven doesn't love you and you can't even pray to Rizial. He then asks her if she remembers him saying that he thought he had demon blood way back all those weeks ago. Which is why he thought he felt attracted to her when they were under the impression that they were siblings. Well, it was totally a relief because then he knew he would never have to live up to the angel part of his life. Unless, and then imagine him, his hair falls into his face and he swipes it off to the side. That's what's happening now. Maybe he was the fallen kind. Okay. This is his quote. I don't want to be Nephilim, said Jace. I want to be something else. Harder, better, faster, stronger. <laughs> That's what Clary the said. The punk part wasn't the quote. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, basically, he doesn't want to be tied down to the laws of heaven or the clave. They don't even really care about us. He wants to break free. I did song quotes on that, but I can't Freddie Mercury. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just not even going to. Just imagine it. I want, want to, to break free. free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, he's happy now. And doesn't that make a difference? Like, doesn't that count for something? And Clary says that she thought that they were happy together. And he's like, yes, but now I know I deserve being with you. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. He loves Clary. That's good enough for him. ATM. And he starts kissing her again. Read the room, bucko, but whatever. Yep. Yep. And she just, her words, not mine. Okay. This is not my description. It's Clary's. Goes pliant under his hands. Mm Mm-hmm. And she thinks again about how he feels familiar yet different. And if she had to do it all over again, she would still ask for Jace to be returned. Like this is what she wanted. And then Jace puts her fingers on her lips like a cringy YA book should do. Okay. And only the way a cringy YA book could say that. Mm-hmm. And tells her that he wants what she wants. Okay. I want what you want as Shakira would say, (laughs) whenever, wherever. And this, of course, sends like a little like woo to Clary as she doubles down to like need to remind herself to like stay focused and like not give in to libido. And just like, I don't, this isn't what I want from this chase. So she asks him to read to her. That's what I'd like you to do. You said I could have anything I wanted whenever I wanted. I want you to read to me. Mm-hmm. And Jace is kind of taken aback by this, which I get. And Clary explains that she just received a truckload of information, like all this stuff that happened with Sebastian, and she needs to process it all. And her mom used to read to her when she was little and couldn't sleep, so she wants him to do it now so she can, like, relax. She really is tired and really does want to take a nap. And he reaches over to his nightstand and picks up a book, A Tale of Two Cities, if you will. And Clary says that she had to read that for school, but she doesn't really remember it. So she's DTH. 
DTL, Down to Listen. Yeah, that's better. Mm-hmm. And then there's this mandatory quotes my goats. It's I signed a legally binding contract that I have to quote yes, this. Yes, absolutely. Uh, he flipped the book open to the front page where the title was printed in ornate script. Across from it was a long dedication. The ink faded now and barely legible, though Cleary could make out the signature with hope at last, William Herondale. Ugh. Love. 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 Yes. And Cleary says, like, this is a statement, not a question, um, that it's some ancestor of Jace's. And he's like, yeah, it's odd that V-Tang has it. Like, maybe my dad gave it to him. And Jace starts to read and Cleary says she remembers the story um, that it was a love triangle and she picked the boring guy. (laughs) I just thought was funny. And Jace keeps reading, and she's like, oh, my God, you're right. You have a great reading voice. And then they have, like, this, like, cute back-and-forth moment before we leave them for next week. Which, this should have been a big deal, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm just over mm-hmm. it now. Mm-hmm. I'm over the lovey-dovey yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Agreed. It's weird. Okay. So, yeah. speaking of next week, make sure that you read Chapter 17 – Valediction for that. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <sighs> okay. I'm glad we're done because we could go on and on. Seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlderdish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.